Disney Decipher, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at how social distancing has affected queues and attractions at the Magic Kingdom. We split this up into two episodes. In part one, we take a look at Fantasyland, and in part two, we'll handle all the rest. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDecipher.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. Connect with us anytime, DisneyDeciphered at gmail.com, at WDWDeciphered on Twitter, or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. And if you're looking to plan a Disney vacation, let me do all the hard work for you at no cost to you as your travel agent. Get started today by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out at patreon.com slash Disney Deciphered. Thanks and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As a Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. So we are closing out 2020 with how social distancing is working on attractions at Magic Kingdom. We've done Hollywood Studios, we've done Epcot, we've done Animal Kingdom. Magic Kingdom is so big and has so many attractions that we're going to have to do this over two episodes, which also gives us the chance to take a break over the holidays. But Leslie, are you ready to talk about Magic Kingdom and all the things that are going on at the attractions there, social distancing wise? For sure. We're saving the best for last. I have said this multiple times, but Magic Kingdom is the park that to me feels least affected by all the closures and stuff that have happened since uh, the original closure in March because it has the most stuff to begin with and it still has the most stuff open. So let's get straight to that. Leslie, we've done this three times now. So what's the shortest you can remind us of the basics of how social distancing is working at Disney World? Plexiglass, social distancing, hand sanitizer. Is that short enough for you? Yes, that's pretty good. You nailed it. All right, we got from, you know, five minutes to three phrases. So that's what's going on in general. You know, that's kind of like a given for all these social distancing measures at the attractions. I know I just said that Magic Kingdom had the most stuff open, but now we're going to go through a list of a ton of closures. To be fair, not all of these are COVID related. Okay, so, but this is a long list. So, Leslie, why don't you take the first half up to the letter (laughs) M? All right, what's closed? Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique, Casey Jr. Splash and Soak Station, Disney's Festival of Fantasy Parade, Enchanted Tales with Belle, Frontierland Shootin' Arcade, Happily Ever After, Liberty Square Riverboat. It's the M's, it's you, it's you Joe. Yeah, and to be fair, okay, like the parade, that's not really an attraction, and Happily Ever After, that's fireworks, and the Liberty Square Riverboat. That's closed because they're referring it. It's not because of COVID-19 or social distancing or anything like that. All right, all right. I protest too much. Let's go on. The Main Street Trolley Show, which is an attraction where they sing and dance, that's closed. Main Street vehicles are closed. Character meet and greets, of course, are not available. Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor is not open. And that one hurts because, you know, a lot of that staff... Those cast members were laid off. That's pretty sad. All the dance parties, I think, are closed. Uh, You know, they were definitely closed at the beginning, and I haven't seen news about them reopening or not. And Tom Sawyer Island is also closed. Two more things that are closed that are not pandemic-related. At least we don't think they are. The People Mover is still closed. It is in some sort of perpetual refurbishment mode. Right now, it's supposed to open in January 2021, but that date has been pushed back many 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 times since july so we'll see and then walt disney world railroad is closed until tron is finished because of uh the work that they have to do there despite all those things being closed i promise you there's a lot of stuff open so leslie you ready to get to it yeah yeah glass half full all right so really quickly we just want to note that if you are visiting in 2020 
they have re-added some small fireworks shows uh, for part of what they call the Christmas wrapping of the castle. So, you know, they have a light show where they change the projections on the castle and there are some fireworks associated with that. So that is something that has been added uh, in 2020 for the holiday season. We're not sure whether it'll stick around in 2021 or not, but just so you know, that's something cool that they've added back in and it's really cute. Uh, I've seen some pictures and video of it. uh, And so they have added that in to the magic kingdom. Now, Every one of these episodes, you know, we talk about the different shows and the social distancing measures there. We're just going to go through all the shows because the social distancing is basically the same in all of them. You have seats separating every group of four. There are rows that are closed. And in some of these shows, uh, there is plexiglass as well. The shows at the Magic Kingdom where this is having an effect is Carousel of Progress, Mickey's Fill Our Magic, the Enchanted Tiki Room, Hall of Presidents, and the Country Bear Jamboree. And basically, you'll see the same kind of things uh, in all of those. So we're going to split Magic Kingdom up into two episodes. Fantasyland is where the most attractions are. So the rest of this episode, we're going to be talking about Fantasyland. So let's get to it, and we're going to move from Tomorrowland and go through Fantasyland. So let's start with Mad Tea Party. What's going on at Mad Tea Party Uh, social distancing wise, Leslie? So not a lot different. I mean, as you can imagine, it was pretty much one party per teacup in pre-COVID days. And that continues, you know, that's sort of naturally social distanced by the the way the attraction is set up. So the effect on lines, these new social distancing restrictions is pretty much little to none at Mad Tea Party. Yeah, to me, I think the biggest effect is what I've seen, like where the line kind of spills out to, because that is kind of like a pretty narrow area in general, like choke point wise and stuff like that. So, you know, between Mad Tea Party and people getting waiting in line to go into Cosmic Rays and even Tomorrowland Speedway, it can get congested over there. And that's one of those places where it may definitely look like more crowded than it actually is. But in terms of your actual weight to get on to a teacup, it's uh, barely changed. Except for, of course, I should have mentioned at the top, every two hours, don't forget, they're cleaning the ride vehicles. And so that's going to slow you down. Moving on to Dumbo, they're one party per elephant, but they've always been one party per elephant. Um, So in terms of the wait time and stuff like that, the effect is little to none. The thing that you should note, though, is in the past, the new Dumbo queue is so good because, you know, there's that play area, uh, that circus playground for your kids to play in while they're waiting. And, you know, they would give you those beepers and you could just pass the time with your kids playing there. And sometimes your kids would have so much fun there that they wouldn't even want to go on Dumbo. Well, that playground is closed right now. So that's kind of the main thing that you need to know uh, if you are trying to go on Dumbo right now that you know, that is just not going to be an option, which is a real bummer, especially as uh, our kids get older and they probably have outgrown it by the time we get back there. I know we've had uh, like nine months of closed playgrounds where I live. So, uh, you know, it makes sense, obviously, though. There's so many touch points and it's inside and, and all of that. But yeah, I'm hoping I'll still get a couple more trips with the playground with my little one, at least. Definitely, definitely. They reopen them, right? Yeah, they uh, the Bay Area. Yeah, we closed playgrounds very famously. If anybody saw the headlines when we locked down here um, right after Thanksgiving, but that lasted like four or five days, and the parental protests prevailed. Those are reopened now, so very happy about that as a parent. Definitely, definitely, gotta have safe places for kids to play. Otherwise, you know, people will engage in less safe behaviors. All right, so moving on, Barnstormer, my favorite roller coaster, not like all roller coasters, they're keeping rows empty 
between parties. Barnstormer has always been kind of like really slow just because it's such a short ride and you know it takes longer to load the ride than it does to go on the ride itself so leaving these row empties like with all roller coasters it is slowing things down but just a little bit like it just has a small effect on the line overall although again i guess they can use the railroad queue space but again like i think the issue is that where the queue spills out to, it makes things kind of congested in the walkways. But luckily, at least Barnstormer is tucked away in a corner, so it does not have as much of an effect. Future Joe here checking in. So after we recorded, Disney just made it so that Slinky Dog Dash, Rock and Roller Coaster, and Expedition Everest are all now loading every single row. So it's only a matter of time before all the roller coasters do that. So we just wanted to update and let people know that. I'll probably go back to the old episodes and update that as well. Bad if you are concerned about social distancing, but good if you are concerned about wait time in the queue. So just wanted to make sure everyone was up to date on that. So as I'm recording this future update, they haven't done it at Magic Kingdom, but I think it's only a matter of time. All right. So Under the Sea, Journey of the Little Mermaid, what's going on there with the clamshells? Yeah, so it's still, you know, one party per clamshell, but they're leaving empty clamshells between parties. But this is a people eater to start with. I mean, this is a high capacity attraction. So the effect on the line is very small and the ride, you know, of course, still loads very quickly. So no major changes there in the grand scheme of things, I think. Yeah, Journey of the Little Mermaid is one of those rides where it takes you longer to walk through the queue than whatever the time is. Like, it's just a super long queue and it's a real people eater. So just like you said, the empty clamshells does not have a big effect. But we will get to attractions where it may have more of an effect later. All right. So the Winnie the Pooh attraction is one party per car. Again, this line effect is going to be very small because it was rare that you would be loaded in a car with another party. I mean, you might share a car if it was like two pairs of people or something like that but you know any family of like three or more generally was going to get their own car so the line effect is not too big i think overall especially at these magic kingdom attractions you are waiting less overall because you're not waiting for all the fast pass plus people to go in before you and i think winnie the pooh is a good example of that all right your favorite seven dwarfs mind train or one of your favorites you know what's going on there with that thrill attraction So the same as what's happening at most sort of coaster style rides, there is a row left open between parties. So if you have group of four, you fill two rows, you, you know, then leave the next row open and then fill with the next group. So you're not losing like 50% capacity, you're maybe losing 30% capacity or something like that. So I say the effect is small to medium there i mean you know it's such a popular attraction that the line's going to be long for it no matter what right yeah we are sensing a recurring theme here i've seen that queue spilling like pretty far out and again that is like a very narrow area where it is congested to walk through when there's not a line spilling out there so you know i think that's kind of the main issue that you're gonna run into at seven doors mine train that actually brings up a good point and like a little aside that i want to make here Magic Kingdom can take a lot of people and has a lot of space, but the problem is a lot of people will jam into the same spaces, and Fantasyland is a perfect example of that. So 
I would recommend like if you don't want to be around large groups of people, like you should really just steer clear of those narrow passages in Fantasyland. And then uh, the really bad place is in Adventureland, like by Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, like right on your way to the Magic Carpets of Aladdin and Aloha Isle, where you get the Dole Whip and stuff like that. You know, avoid those small passages if you're not going to an attraction there especially if you're like don't like to be around big crowds right now because with the line spilling out and stuff like that it's just like even worse right now like i'm sure you've seen the pictures and the pictures make it look like the park is more crowded than it is because it's in a very narrow section totally but i have to say joe you're making me totally chuckle over here because you have not seen choke points at Disney parks until you've seen Disneyland. So all of these things that feel tight at Walt Disney World, they are that much more magnified at Disneyland, which makes me think ahead to, you know, several many months down the road when Disneyland does finally reopen and there are going to be some serious choke points and and some creativity is going to be really needed to route these lines because you know there's a lot more space at walt disney world even at these parts that are really that are tight see maybe now uh you know a month after our emotions were high we were starting to understand why disneyland never reopened it's because of stuff like this yeah they're gonna have to keep things at lower capacity to start till they work all these kinks out because i mean even just on like a crowded saturday um, there are places at Disneyland you just can't get through the crowds. So, yeah, I guess retraction from us, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what happened was what happened was we were we were so focused on it not opening. We forgot, you know, because at the beginning of the pandemic, we were talking about how Disneyland was so small and it would be so hard and stuff like that. But I guess we forgot, you know, it's a covid brain. It's, it's made us forget everything. But I mean, anyway. we're just really desperate. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we just exactly. need some Disney in our lives, right? Exactly, exactly. All right, moving on to the Regal Carousel, which you'd be surprised, but to me, in Fantasyland, this is probably the attraction where the reduced capacity has had the largest effect. Now, they're leaving rows empty between parties, and they're only putting in one party per row. Normally, you would probably not try to sit next to someone else like in the same row. However, you know, if the Regal Carousel is very crowded, like, you know, they'll fill every single pony on there and random sleigh or whatever those things are that you can sit on on the Regal Carousel. But because they're leaving rows empty, you know, they're really running this carousel at like half capacity. That has a pretty big effect on the line because carousels take so long to load. You have to check everybody and then, you know, it runs for a certain amount of time and then everyone has to get off and then everyone has to get on. You know, if you're running at half capacity, it actually has a pretty big effect. So, you know, when I've been, popping into my Disney experience and stuff like that. Like Regal Carousel is one of those attractions where the wait times has actually surprised me. Now it's not crazy. It's like, you know, we're talking like 20 minutes, um, but I'm used to always seeing the carousel at like five minutes. So it's um, surprisingly a much bigger effect than you would think. Yeah. I'm not waiting 20 minutes for a carousel. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's no more magical than any carousel around the world. Uh, exactly. Sorry. Sorry. sorry, Disney. Sorry. Yeah. At Disneyland Paris, at least the Sword and the Stone is in front of it, but they don't even have that here. So I think I got my uh, geography right in Disneyland Paris right there. But in case I didn't, let's move on. Peter <laughs> Pan, one party per ship, and they're leaving ships empty per party. I think that this is going to have a bigger effect on the overall wait times for Peter Pan than, say, Journey of the Little Mermaid, where the clamshells are right next to each other. So... This attraction already loads really slowly and leaving the ships empty between parties is going to make things less efficient. Now, a listener, Mike K, you know, I asked him about it because he was just there a couple of weeks ago. 
And he did say that they have gotten very efficient at having parties ready to get onto the next boat. And because it's every other boat, uh, they're able to load quickly. And both Mike and Sam C were saying, you know, if you rope drop Peter Pan, you can get on like three times within the first hour or even the first 40 minutes if you want. So rope dropping is still the way to go with Peter Pan. But I think later in the day, this whole like ships empty between party things is really uh, slowing things down. So you kind of got to be aware there. Everybody's favorite ride, Leslie, and they just cleaned the boat on the gondola in Venice. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. But it's a small world, Leslie. What are they doing there? All right. So they're leaving rows empty between parties. And just if you sort of know, like, the layout of the boat, I mean, you can often fit your whole party in a single row. So that often results in row occupied, row empty, row occupied, row empty. So that severely reduces capacity of the attraction. So the line effect is more like medium as a result of just the configuration of this of this ride. Is that fair? Yeah, I think so. Uh, and especially when like there are a lot of people at Disney World, you may have experienced getting stuck in that goodbye room because there's like five boats in front of you. Well, if those five boats are only half full, everything is going to move a lot slower. And I, to go along with the theme of this episode, that pathway between Small World and Peter Pan, it may not be Disneyland levels, Leslie, but it can get pretty tight. And so, you know, when those lines spill out, um, it gets really tight in there. That's uh, what's going on at a Small World. But uh, hey, they clean the gondola. So, you know, all is good. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> is <Okay>. it dirty? <laughs> <laughs> yes. In Venice, the gondola sways back and forth, and there there was a black line, like exactly at the point where the gondola would sway in, because it would dip in and out of the water. And I guess like there was like a buildup there, and I always noticed it, and I didn't know that anyone else ever noticed that until WWNT today, right before we recorded posted a picture that the gondola was clean i'll send it to you later leslie now everybody's like worried about cleanliness like in a way that they never had before i mean see you were the clean freak before the pandemic joe but now everybody's catching up to you see it was the scientist in me that was like you know what is happening there is is, is something precipitating on that wood or something but um anyway it's amazing late, so amazing we're gonna, we're, gonna, we're gonna get out of here we're gonna get out of here all right joe we're not getting out of here yet you still have to give us a disney do or don't all right so my disney do is with a lot of these fantasy land rides you can definitely hit them when the weights are lower so one option is to just rope drop all fantasy land you can get a lot done at fantasy land by rope dropping like winnie the pooh peter pan barnstormer like those are all attractions that the line might be longer later in the day, but if you rope drop them, it'll be pretty fast. Stuff like It's a Small World, Little Mermaid, Mad Tea Party, that's all stuff you can do later in the day because you know people kind of get that out of the way. But pay attention to your My Disney Experience app and strategically, you know, hit Fantasyland when it seems like crowds are low. Overall, you know, use your app and that should help you to have the lowest wait times at Fantasyland. And of course, if you want to ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, well, that's the one that you have to rope drop. Anyway, that was like seven Disney dues, but like I said, I'm a little discombobulated this episode, so we're just going to go with what we're going with, Leslie. And I think one of the seven Disney dues in there was do ride the Barnstormer, so I'm even more confused. 
Yeah, that was only for people who want to ride the barnstormer. All right, we're <laughs> gonna have, we're gonna get out of here. If you have anything to tell us about Fantasyland and the social distancing on the attractions that we need to know, please let us know. DisneyDeciphered at gmail dot com at wwdeciphered on Twitter or on our Facebook page, Disney Deciphered. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Other than that, Leslie, thank you for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you on It's a Small World, so I can point out to you where the stain used to be. Thanks, Joe.